0: Welcome back. We are back. It's Unemployed. This is the podcast. This is the place to be. You have arrived. I feel like I am just ready to fall off the edge of my seat today in a bad way. Ellen, what's going on? We're back. Hey, how are you? (laughs) I
1: added you on LinkedIn today.
0: Yeah, I thought that was a joke. I literally, because Ellen knows I shit on LinkedIn all the time on this podcast. You know, they really, they they make me feel bad about who's getting promoted, who's got anniversaries, who just has thoughts to drop on LinkedIn. And then here I get a fucking email that says, Ellen Burke has added you on LinkedIn. And I'm like, it's me. I'm like, this must be a joke. This must be like, you know, how, ads find you like they know you've googled like a pair of sneakers so they'll like shove it into your Instagram stories like you know the sneakers you
1: once googled well I was I was actually a little bit surprised that we weren't already connected on LinkedIn so I was like why would we be (laughs) because we work together (laughs) yeah we've been through a lot sometimes I feel like I add the most people like after I've been laid off from a job so I think I added a bunch of people from HQ like right after we were all laid off. Wow, guess you didn't find me, but huh? Not you?
0: Until yeah. Now. What the fuck? Why was I not one of those Took people? Me the
1: entire year almost.
0: <laughs> almost. It's almost our our anniversary, it's Ellen. We should do something.
1: Valentine's Day this year is going to be yeah. so much.
0: Yeah. I think we should do something for valen- for our Valentine's Day episode of Unemployed. Something to commemorate the day we were. Maybe we'll have a couple people on who were laid off with us that day or something. That could be fun.
1: Yeah, we could just you know recount, like a, Where were you when? Where yeah, where were you? <laughs> what did you hear? Who told you? How are you feeling? Because I still remember your it like your year yesterday. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Huh? Yeah, yeah. No, but then you texted me today. Then you text me like two hours after and you go, I added you on LinkedIn. And I was like, oh, that was something you actively went and did. on
1: purpose. <laughs> You your profile just popped up. I think we have a lot of like connection. So I think I screenshot it and I wanted to send it
0: to you and be like, is this a joke? Are you trying to fuck with me? Like, why? You why are you putting this in my app
1: it? <laughs> it on socials?
0: I always think too, when you're, when someone's active on LinkedIn, I'm like, oh man, they must, they must be getting all the jobs, like all the interviews, like they're on LinkedIn, you know?
1: I always imagine if you're on LinkedIn, you're like wearing a business suit and you've got like a full (laughs) cup of coffee
0: on your desk. And a 401k and health benefits and everything's just working out for you, whatever the fuck you do. Yeah. I think that too.
1: Really professional. Yeah. I
0: also like secretly want to partner with LinkedIn and I would love for them to sponsor the podcast. So hopefully this will be like, you know, one of those relationships that like they see my frustration and they're like, Anna, let us make it right.
1: And then I'm like, I love LinkedIn. Oh my God. Yeah. LinkedIn, let Anna spice up your content.
0: Let, let, it, let it. Be. I think we need to have someone else opinion. on who's gotten. Yeah, I think we need to have someone else on who's gotten laid on LinkedIn. You know what I mean? Who's, who's like found love on LinkedIn? Yeah, it's
1: I would love found, to hear ooh. that story.
0: I know. I I think I asked it once on Twitter, and I might have gotten a couple of responses. I think I had one on the pod. We gotta get. We gotta get more gotta people get who've a, had,
1: especially for Valentine's Day.
0: Yeah. Maybe I should go on LinkedIn on one of these intros and read some of the messages I have because I have a lot of unread messages. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, you got to get in there and read them. I have tons of DMs. I bet most
1: of them are ads, but you never know. There might be something interesting on there wait, now you're making me want to
0: look. Although it's probably going to be like, you haven't signed on. You know what's so funny? You know, when you go to your search thing to go on LinkedIn, mine goes to labor.ny.gov. Oh no. <laughs> when I type in an L, For it doesn't go to LinkedIn. <laughs> oh no. That's why I, that's why I host this pod. Yeah. When I go to LinkedIn, it goes log in or sign up. That's how often I go on LinkedIn. haven't been on in a real long, real, real long time. My, even my 53 notifications, Northeastern University is DMing me, Uh, you know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's that's just spam.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Unless they're like, we think you'd be great for our school, please enroll. There goes my second life.
1: I got one of those recently where it's like. You looked at my page and you thought I wanted to be, like, a UX designer? Like, who – what gave you that <laughs> idea? You're a robot, yeah.
0: Have you had success on LinkedIn, though? Like, have you no. – Obviously, you were on it today. Did anything great
1: happen to you? Well, somebody reached out to me that was like, we have a lot of connections and we should have, like, a meeting. And um, it's – I don't know. It's a pandemic and I don't have many human interactions lately. So I was like, okay, she hasn't messaged me back, but Ellen, you're going on a blind date from LinkedIn. Yes,
0: exactly. <laughs> I hope, I can't wait. Don't give them your address, okay, or your social security number. Yeah, Just keep those it. Those
1: are the first two things I'm going to give them. Keep it
0: cash and make sure you have a full cup of coffee so they know you mean business. You yeah, know, know what I mean? Wear a red lip and a mm, blazer. Mm, yeah. Look like you're a real businesswoman. Yes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Well, I'm very excited for our episode today. We have on a very funny comedian. We used to do stand up together back when we did shows, but you might know her from her videos, from social media, or hey, check out her Rolling Stone article. That is a very cool accomplishment. She's a rock star. Give it up for Maria Decotis. Hi, how are you? Welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I um, thanks for doing it.
2: Yeah, I'm doing okay. You know, I'm just trying to get through
0: the days, like stay alive, you know, there you go. There you go. I know the little things, right. I'm trying to eat and work out and like, you know, get to dinner. And then once I'm at dinner, it's like, woo, we did it. I did a day.
2: <laughs> you me. know, it
0: comes after that sleep. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I sleep
2: way too much nowadays. So that's another thing I'm working on, like not sleeping so much, but it's just so easy to sleep so much when you have nothing to do.
0: I know. I could not get out of bed this morning. It was one of those days. Usually it's when it's the sun's not out, but today it was yeah. just, it didn't matter. You know, it was like, whew. do um, you have
2: one of those um happy lights?
0: You know, we do. We do have one of those lights. Yeah. I don't, I, I didn't know what that was. It's my boyfriend's, but it, I now realize what it's for. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I was like, why do you have that really bright light that comes on slowly? Like <laughs> It's like the sun giving me life again.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but we are all in Brooklyn, which is very exciting, uh, even though it feels like we're all in other st- We could be in other states, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're very close to each other. And I was excited for you to do this because we shared a moment beforehand. I was like, we were, we were on a show together right before this shit went down. Mm-hmm. And I like had a vision of us like in the green room and I saw your set and I was like, she's so funny. Like, I think I knew your name, but we didn't really know each other. So, and then I watched you blow up over this pandemic, like on social media. I'm going to call it that in a good way. It was amazing. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. I
2: remember you singing a song, I think, about being unemployed at that show. Oh, yeah, probably.
0: So this is so fitting. (laughs) Can you believe that was before the pandemic? I was rocking that unemployed shit long before everybody was unemployed. Uh, Not to brag. You know, it's not a brag at all. My father would love for me to have another brand, but... (laughs) you know, that's what, that's what it was. Um, so have you been working? How have you been since, since that show, you know, in March? (laughs) Yeah.
2: Um, I hardly remember like what, what 2019 even was, but, um, yeah, I've been, I was really lucky to still have this job that I had before the pandemic, which was, I'm a wedding officiant. So I work for, um, this wedding officiant company and we're pretty small. There's like six or seven of us and everything's, like freelance, we do everything from home until we go and, you know, officiate the wedding on the day. Uh And so when the pandemic hit, that started to get like, it slowed down a lot. But then when they made um, Zoom weddings legal, then it was like, picking way up. And, And I did more weddings this past year than like, every other year. Oh my God. And I've been doing it for like four or five years.
0: I'm fascinated by this. So they had to make zoom weddings legal. Like you weren't, it wasn't legal until the pandemic.
2: Yeah. Not until the pandemic. So like right before the lockdown, like the city clerk closed unexpectedly and didn't really tell anyone. So all these people like got dressed up to go get married And the city clerk just like slapped a sign on the door and they were like, sorry, like we're closed. And they didn't tell anyone. So then all these people (gasps) needed to get married. So they were all calling our company like last minute, like, hey, we need to get married today because like our license is going to expire. Because, you know, if you get your wedding license, it expires within like 60 days. So you have to get married within uh, 60 days. Oh,
0: my God. So this is such a good plot for a movie like. 50 weddings that are shut out and they call you and they're like, we have to get married now. Yeah. I just see it. I see it. Like, but this so is your real life. People, I'm sorry. Like,
2: <laughs> our, our bo- my boss for my company, like it's just her number that everyone calls like that she puts on the website or whatever. So she was just getting like so many calls. But anyway, so then I did like a few weddings in one day, just on that day that the city clerk closed, um, just like outside in the park, like socially distanced. We were wearing masks and everything. And then, like, shortly after that, Cuomo made it legal to get married over Zoom, and then we started doing that. And so I've just been doing that pretty much continuously. And, like, here and there doing some in-person weddings, but they're just, like, very small, like, three people outside. Right, right. But yeah, so. Oh
0: my God, how's it going? That's so fun to be a part of someone's yeah, like. that's so cool. Most, you know, important moment of their life during the shittiest fucking time of ours. Like.
2: <laughs> yeah, like it, it is really special and it's like really sweet. And I I feel like I really pride myself in that job and like making people cry, like in a good way. Oh. <laughs> you know? Like, cause I just, I really want to get into it. Of, like, you know, just like make them feel all the like, good things that you feel. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It It is nice. It's really nice. It's, I, I feel like, especially right now, cause people are kind of at this reckoning with like what they want from their relationships and who they want in their life. And yeah. So it kind of feels like it's, it's just like a really emotionally charged time anyway. So.
0: Yeah. I feel like I have no friends anymore. Do you feel that? Does anyone else feel that way? I like, I feel like, I feel like I have new friends, who I've grown closer to in this pandemic, but like friends who I used to hang out with or see at shows, I'm like, I, we haven't talked. like, I, I don't know. We just fell out of touch. Yeah. It's, it's hard, you know, it's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, can we talk about these zoom weddings though? Like, yeah. have you, uh, have you been to, obviously you've been a part of a bunch of them at this point. I've been to a couple of them. And at first I was like, ah, this is the best. A zoom wedding is the best. <laughs> best, right? You don't have to spend any money. You can put on a dress and you're, you don't even have to wear shoes. You could fucking sit on your couch and watch them toast and be happy. And it's beautiful. And you know, but then I went to another one where there was like a zoom wedding coordinator. Oh, have you, have you, have you not come across this business? That's
2: intense. (laughs) No, everyone that I've done has just like done it themselves where I'll like send them the Zoom link, and then uh-huh. I'll just send it to their whole family or whatever. But I, I haven't ever worked with, like, a Zoom wedding coordinator.
0: I was, like, so down with the Zoom weddings. You don't understand. This was, like, they were, like, two women who, like, came on, and they were, like, if everybody can please take a 10-minute break, uh, we're going to come back and do, like, speeches and like, cocktail hour. And, and then, then it oh, was, like wow. – I know. And then it was, like, another 10-minute break. And then it was, like, we're going to come back and uh, and we're going to do – what was it? Oh, a group photo. And I was, like, in a bathing suit, like, sweaty. <laughs> like, I was just, like – because I didn't, I was like, oh, I don't have to have my video on. Like, I'm watching someone get married. And then, yeah. like, group photo, and it's me and my dog. <laughs> and I'm in, like, a bathing suit with my hair, like, Ugh. and all these people are dressed up and they're, like, really taking it seriously. And I was like, I've been to a couple of these. You don't really need to dress up anymore. Like, I was
2: like, Yeah, you were like, this is not my first rodeo. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I've never done one that's, like, that intense. Like, people will dress up sometimes, but. Sometimes they like, sometimes the bride and groom won't even dress up, but they're not even that like scheduled. Like they'll just, we'll do the ceremony. I'll marry them. We'll do the paperwork and then they'll, and then I'll just like leave and let them visit with their family.
0: And then Mm -hmm. that's it. So that's cool. Have you married a lot of people, you know, or
2: Um, more strangers through the company? Weddings of people that I knew or like friends of friends. Um, Mm -hmm. Like I married two comedians over zoom this year. Um, and yeah, in the past, I think I did like friends of friends, but it's mostly just strangers. Mm -hmm. Do you dress up for the zoom wedding? I do. I look, I look very professional. Like I try to wear a blazer and look like a big girl. (laughs) I look 12. (laughs) That's, That's something I'm very insecure about is that like Like I showed up to a wedding recently and like the father of the groom or the father of the bride or something was like, you look so young. Like no one trusts that I like know how to do my job. I think. (gasps) Because I look like a baby. And so I'm just like, I'm really self-conscious about it. Also, I, sometimes I'm shorter than the, you know, the both the couples. I mean, yeah. like most of the time I am. <laughs> so I like try to wear like really high heels and like just like wear glasses. So I like just like look a little bit more mature.
0: They're like, look at this slamming smart lady. Yeah. She's so tall. She's yeah. so smart in her glass. Yeah. People only think I'm smart when I wear my glasses. After- exactly. Otherwise you're just a woman, right? Something right. like that. But if you have glasses then
2: you're professional.
0: When I first started doing stand-up, I wore fake glasses because yeah. I, re- I, like, tested it, and I realized people thought I was funnier, and they took me more seriously. I felt like when I wore my glasses to a show... That is such a good idea. It was weird, and then I... I didn't need them yet. I was like the boy who cried glasses, like the boy who cried wolf with glasses. And then I started getting these massive headaches after I got a new day job. And I was like, it's probably because I'm just looking at the computer all day long. And then I went to get my eyes checked and they were like, nah, girl, you need glasses. And I was oh, like, no. I was like, oh, but I only wear them as a accessory for I, stand-up. <laughs> I wear them as a prop comic. (laughs) (laughs) I did and then I needed them and then it became like once I needed them I wore them all the time people don't know me without them and I hate that yeah Yeah. that is so
2: smart actually like changing your stand up persona like that because yeah that's like that's a really good thing to think about of like what you're wearing on stage on your face especially
0: It's weird. I thought about it so much and improv too. I always thought about it. Mm -hmm. Maybe that was because one time after an improv show, some guy was like, you know, your white t-shirt was really see-through and like, (sighs) it's cool to know you wore like a red bra or something. And I was just like. Was he I complaining? What was what was? No, he was like he was like flirting, and I, I was I just like, it, was. <laughs> it made me, it made me so paranoid of what I wore. I was like, oh, I need yeah. to wear like turtlenecks. I don't want people to know what I'm wearing or what my body looks like. I just want them to focus on what I'm there to do. Like right. I'm there to be funny.
2: Yeah, you know, people I don't know. said that to me too about uh, my shirt being see through when I did improv shows, and I was like, I don't care, honestly. Like <laughs> it's get- probably the same
0: guy.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was probably the same thing.
1: He goes to every it's
2: and he just goes up to women. He's like, I could see a bra.
0: <laughs> He's just trying to pick up these female comedians. Oh god. You know, it's probably that is probably a real thing. And hopefully he doesn't listen to this fucking podcast. Oh my god. Um, I love your job. I I I feel like this is such a sweet job. I mean, like it was sweet before the pandemic, but I think it's even cooler now that you get to do it. And there's this whole people I think are now at this place where they're like, fuck it. We'll get married anyway. Like, yeah.
2: Yeah, right. At first people were postponing. Like, yeah. Because, well, cause they were like, Oh, well, we'll, we'll wait a couple of months, but it's like, you have no idea when you're going to be able to gather a hundred <laughs> people again or
0: whatever. Right. So. Are you booked out for like future weddings like that are supposed to happen?
2: I've gotten some for like, usually the ones that I get that are really far in advance are like bigger weddings. And then they end up like some of the weddings, you know, that I was supposed to do last year, they ended up just changing them or postponing them. So right now, a lot of the inquiries I get are more last minute, like a couple weeks in advance. Sometimes it'll be like a day in advance and then I'm like, okay. And then I do the wedding the next day. So it's just like, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's kind of last minute.
0: Good to know, though, for everyone listening.
2: Yeah, sometimes I feel like this is the last thing (laughs) people think of to get. They, like, do everything, and they're like, oh, wait – Someone was supposed to marry us, and then
0: they have to, like, do that really last minute. Right. we got the mini hot dogs. We've got a band. Wait, we don't have someone to actually, like, legally, like, make this shit happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That would be me. (laughs) I'd be like, I have three dresses to change into. (laughs) Who's marrying me? Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) But for everyone listening, if you feel like getting married next weekend, it's amazing to know that Maria is available for a last-minute wedding. I am. Honestly, I feel like you would—you probably give a great wedding. You, you're Thank very you. sweet. You're fun. Do you throw in jokes? Do they know you do comedy? Oh, I try to, like, hide that. I don't want
2: anyone to know that I'm a comedian because I feel like it's just, like, another thing for them to think I'm unprofessional or, like, I don't give a shit about my job or something. But I really do. Uh-huh. And so I just, like, I don't want... I I just don't want them to, like, see me as a comedian before I officiate their wedding.
0: What if they Google you?
2: (laughs) I mean, I feel like a lot of people just don't Google me. And so the kids that I show up or, like, one time I did this wedding and this woman kept being like, you look so familiar to me. And I was like, I don't know, just a regular person here, never done anything that anyone would notice. (laughs) I was just, like, trying to hide it so much. And she, like, really didn't figure it out, I guess. And then I left and I was like, I like got away from that one. But I just, oh, that's funny. I don't want people to know. But one time, someone on Twitter, like, outed me. She was like, I just found out that my wedding officiant was like a badass comedian. And I was like, oh, she found out like after the fact, though. Yeah.
0: At least she called you a badass comedian, you know? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And you're not going around, I was going to say, you're not going around telling people's business as you're set, you know, like, oh, this wedding the other day.
2: (laughs) Well, yeah, kind of. Ellen Walker their identity is hidden they don't right.
1: know change the names such yeah. a common thing that we've heard from so many comedians is like they don't if they're getting like a normal job they don't say that they're a comedian because yeah. they don't want to be taken not serious yet. yeah
0: same with a relationship it's like oh do i have to tell this person <laughs> I'm a comedian as soon as you drop that they're like ooh tell me a joke i'll be the judge of that like yeah
2: Right? <laughs> you're like I've, can I just hide it and tell them I like do shipping at night? Or <laughs> I ship things, like boxes and stuff, you know. <laughs> oh my god. It has to
0: be done at night. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know how did you get involved in this? And then I'm going to go back to your to what you did beforehand. But how did you like cuz I would never think like you know what I could do cuz I probably could. It sounds like such a fun job. I'm like, "Wow, Anna, you should really oh, you, you should get could. in. You could get yeah. into this biz." Yeah. Um yeah, like I think
2: uh, the people in our company, I think a good amount of them are performers just cause like they're comfortable talking in front of people, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's like something I forget that a lot of people are like terrified of. So it's like, it's a special skill that like not a lot of people have, but, um, yeah, my friend was doing it who I went to college with. Um, she was doing it in the city and then she moved away and she like recommended me to the job. And then I went and like interviewed with the boss and then she hired me and I was like, oh, okay, great. And then I started. So it was basically just because my friend was doing it and she like got me the in.
0: Nice. Yeah. I love it. Wait. And you said college. Didn't you go to BU? Yeah. Yes. We both went to BU. Okay. Yes. I remember that. I, I remember, remember you now. posted something. You were in the BU alum. Didn't they like feature you? And I was like, you went to BU? Like my face probably did that. I was like, <laughs> no way, because there's a lot of comics who went to BU. Like, and I never really knew any of them at school. What um, college were you in? COM. Oh, you were in COM. Okay. Mm-hmm. Were you so- in in uh, what's it called CFA? Yeah, I was in CFA. CFA—that's the acting CFA. school, College of <laughs> Fine Arts. I was in COM, College of Communications. But I feel yeah. like COM is kind. Wasn't COM like fairly small too, or was it? Yeah, COM was small, but it was yeah. very segregated. Like I was a TV major, so I never had classes with film students. Like, oh, okay. I never. We never like. Yeah. You know, meshed. I don't know, and like same right. with like the PR student. Like everyone was separate. Mm-hmm.
2: So that's you'd like CFA see was. them. Really? Like, I only saw the acting people like the acting majors. I never I was, had any classes with like visual
0: artists or anything like Right. Like, yeah. Yeah, um, you you guys were your own bunch. I knew I knew some people in CFA. I was always there cuz I did shows. I did like the musicals through like the groups like the student like run like theater groups and stuff cuz I wanted to do theater. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to do musical theater. CFA was not a musical theater program. No, they didn't have a musical theater program. Yeah. Right. So I was like, fine, I'll write, like, a Sex and the City spec script and, like, continue <laughs> on with my life. Like, it was, like, <laughs> it was and the opposite. That is my thesis.
2: Thank
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> the other day, I was watching something, and they were talking about Will and Grace. I was like, oh, my God, I wrote a final on Will and Grace. And I'm like, wait, that probably sounds insane to a lot of people, but that was very normal in the, in the TV yeah. world. Yeah, my final was on Will and Grace. That's so fun! What a fun final, right? I it was it was good. It was actually a lot of fun. But when I graduated, I was like, "Well, now I'm an actor, so <laughs> who needs yeah. this stuff?" Um, <laughs> that's literally how I, how it, it was. All right, so I want to take it back. Did you always want to be an actor when you were growing up, and or did you like was that the dream, or did you have other aspirations?
2: Yeah, I always wanted to be an actor. I was like doing community theater when I was a kid. My mom would like drive me around to like community theater stuff all the time. And uh, where'd you grow make, up? I I grew up uh, in a suburb south of Atlanta. It's okay, Fayetteville, Georgia. And um, yeah, so then I, and I would make like videos with my parents' video camera, and I still like have some of them. They're so ridiculous, but <laughs> I, I I know that it was like an addiction from like a very young age that I just had so much fun doing. And I always wanted to do.
0: Yeah. And did you do like high school theater too? Were you?
2: Yeah. So I did um, like musicals in high school and also like plays. I was in like the drama class and we did our like one act competitions and all that stuff. (laughs)
0: Yeah, theater in high school was competitive. I remember it, that it, I they was were like, like, "Why is this competitive? It's theater, y'all!" <laughs> like, what? <laughs> they were like, "Cause it's because sports are more important, so make theater a sport." I remember yeah. people would be in like monologue competitions and shit, and I was like, "That's so weird." <laughs> yeah.
2: Maybe that was the only way they could get funding. They were like, we'll fund you if you make it, like, cutthroat.
0: Right? The arts, who needs who needs money for that? Yeah. And they are like, I guess. <laughs> if we want to make it violent, we can try. <laughs> <laughs> so they did. Oh, my God. Did you work when you were younger? What was, like, your first job back yeah. in the day? Uh, my first job, I think
2: I was 15 or 16 when I started lifeguarding. Um, oh nice because my dad was basically like as soon as you can drive like you're getting a job and uh yeah so I like took the lifeguard check because I was on swim team in high school so I was like swimming a lot and then I would like I lifeguarded at this YMCA and I um lifeguarded at this uh summer camp too the YMCA summer camp and I would teach swim lessons
0: nice did you ever have to save again
2: so many kids at the YMCA because really this like really run down like shitty YMCA in my town and uh like nothing was up to code there like everything was like super <sighs> dangerous and we had these like two above ground pools that the because it was like this day camp so the kids would come for swim time so like okay every hour like a new group of kids would come from like all ages. And the pools were like too small to fit all the kids. Like there were way too many kids in there at once. And so, uh, and you would be like, these kids, you have to stay in the shallow end because you're, you know, you can't swim and you're too small and you have to wear a floaty. And they would just like take their floaty off <laughs> and like jump into the deep end. And I'm like, you idiot. And I would, I jumped in and like saved so many kids at that. It was so stressful. Wow. And then I jumped in, I got him out, and he was like lying on his back, like, and I like just kind of rolled him on his side and he just like threw up a (gasps) a bunch of green water.
0: (laughs) No, no, no. Oh my God.
2: I never had to do like CPR on anyone, but I did have to jump in and get like a good amount. Of dumb
0: kid. My like vision of a lifeguard is like you sit there and get tan and you look hot and you <laughs> wear a cool uniform and then like once in a while you have to blow a whistle but right. when you're like I dove in all the time I saved kids all the time. Know, it's like the opposite.
2: I at, like the most stressful place to be a lifeguard. Like if I looked at like a community pool or like mm-hmm. more of like a neighborhood pool where it was more like adults and like teenagers it like wouldn't have been so bad. Mm-hmm. Also because they like followed the code of rules that you have to have for pools, but like, we just like threw a hundred kids in there at once and it was just like, yes. That's a lot. How long did you do this for? I did that for, I think, three years. Wow. And, then, uh, yeah. So like three years in high school, mm-hmm. I like moved away.
0: And so that was your high school job. And then you came to Boston. Did you work when you were in school or You were too serious of an actor in Boston.
2: I did work for uh, some of it. I was... So I actually did my first year of college at Georgia Tech in Atlanta. Okay. And then I transferred to BU uh, my second year. But when I was in Atlanta, I worked over the summer. I did retail. um, Fun. Urban Outfitters. (laughs) And then when I moved to Boston, I, like, transferred there to that store. So I worked there for a little while. And then I worked... And then I, like, moved across the street and worked at um, American Apparel across the street. Yes. I
0: frequented both (laughs) of those spots. I would cut class and go to Newberry Street. And I'd, I'd, like, walk there from school and I'd start at that. Because Urban Outfitters is, like, the end of the strip of, like, stores. Mm -hmm. Ellen, it's, like, the 5th Ave of Boston. You know what I mean? But, like, a small, tiny 5th Ave. Like, it's, like... There's, like, one – yeah, it's cute. It's cute. You can, like, get an ice cream cone, and, like, there's – Urban Outfitters is one of the bigger stores, right, like, on yeah, that like street. Yeah, like, And American Apparel. And there was – J.P. Licks was, like, right there. I remember this Starbucks. whole strip. Yeah. So you le- you went across the street? Why <laughs> were you, like <laughs> – I, had, like, hated working
2: at Urban Outfitters. It was, like, such a mess. So then I went across the street to work at uh, American Apparel. I think they paid more or something. I don't know okay. why. Okay and then uh i miss american apparel i'm just gonna say it yeah, it was what the best happened to it it just like disappeared right yeah maybe they're still online maybe i, I feel like they like, changed their name and they have a new uh like name yeah but i think the they're owned company. by
1: someone else i remember like the yeah. ceo or like founder or whatever turned out to be like a real douchebag or something yeah
0: did you dress the mannequins when you worked there
2: no. So I did like first part, I did sales and then I moved to back stock where I was just like taking stock out and putting it on the floor and like mm-hmm. putting shit into the computer. And that was great because I didn't have to talk to anyone. And <laughs> You just do your job and not deal with people. I could just like keep my head down and like not talk to anyone. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, I didn't dress the mannequins. That was like the designers.
0: Oh, because they put like one year, this reminded me, I went to LA, I was there for Halloween and I didn't have a costume, but I had a lot of American apparel stuff because I was like obsessed, like a ton, like from the scrunchies to like the leggings to everything. And I wore everything I owned. And I said, I was an American apparel mannequin (laughs) for Halloween. Because they they used to to put put everything on them, like 20 layers.
2: Yeah, they would put so much on them. And we had to wear all American apparel when we worked there.
0: Sure, yeah. So
2: we had to be, like, head to toe in their stuff.
0: I still have some of my stuff from there. Now it must be – now it's a collector's item at this point, you know?
2: Yeah, I have some (laughs) nice stuff from there that I've tried to take to, like, thrift stores, and they won't buy
0: it. And I'm like – Yeah.
2: What will you guys buy? (laughs) Uh,
0: Right? Oh, don't don't get me started on those. I went to one right here in Williamsburg, and they were like, your stuff is very Manhattan. And I was like – Fuck you. <laughs> it's very Manhattan. What the fuck does that mean? I'm like, how do they know I used to live there? Like, they, they see my shirt? I don't know. It was, anyway. <laughs> I don't like them. Yeah. Uh, no, but I love American So you worked there in college. So Were you there for there, a while? Did you get a discount? Did you, like, hook up your friends and stuff?
2: Yeah, I got a discount, so I would get stuff for people. And, nice. like, over the summers at BU, I stayed over the summer, and I did, like, a student um, like, work program, I guess, where okay. I worked as a um, painter, like, like, a construction paper, pain, painter. Like, I painted walls and, like, doors and shit and, like, parking Whoa. cones. And so like parking Did you poles. pick
0: that job or were they, like, here's what we've got?
2: <laughs> so, basically, I went to, like, this the student work, student Center. employment office yeah. or whatever it was. And I was, like, I, I really want to, like, have a job over the summer that provides housing. Mm-hmm. And they were like, these are the options. And the painting job was like the only one I think that was left. And I was like, hell, I'll do that. So I applied and then I like got the job. <laughs> and, uh,
0: and you're and, like and a then cool, then, then you're like, I'm a desk. cool CFA student.
2: I, you know, I, yeah, freaking... I had to, to paint sets all the time. But <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was literally the best job because they gave you a free apartment and they paid you full time 40 hours a week. So I saved so much money and I worked part time at American apparel. So I worked like full-time painting time at American apparel. And I just made so much money, free apartment. Like it is the best job. I wish I
0: knew this. I failed out freshman year <laughs> <laughs> and I had to get a job over the summer. And I subletted some shitty ass apartment on Ave that paid that I, and I worked at a restaurant yeah. in so- Boston I could have had a free apartment and been painting with you and like I've messed up. It would have been amazing. I know. I didn't know, like somehow I, I don't remember who I found
2: out about these work programs. Maybe I like talked to my advisor or something Mm -hmm. and they told me about it. But, uh, yeah, it was the best. And also that job was, like, so chill. It was really early in the morning. So it was at, like, 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. So you would get finished really early, which was good. Mm -hmm. So you would just, like, have, like, the whole night to go to your part-time job. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, but my boss was, like, super chill. He was just, like, this, like... Painter from Worcester like he would just talk about the traffic every morning driving in from Worcester and he just kind (laughs) of wanted to like sit around and chill and he would like send so there was like me and one other student painter and he would like send us out on projects. Like, he'd be like, okay, you guys are going to this dorm today. And he would, like, drive us to the dorm and, like, drop us off. And we would just be in there and, like, do whatever we wanted as long as we, like, got the thing painted. Right. Like, like by the end of the week or whatever. So was, Where did they house you? Don't, don't tell me
0: Student me. Village because that was, like, no, that, no. That's, that's, like, like the, the four seasons of of student housing, That no, those didn't. buildings. <laughs>
2: they housed us in South Campus. Okay. okay. It was still, it was, like, an still old cool. building, but it was still really nice. I mean, it was, like. It was just a two bedroom. So I shared it with one girl one year. And then the next year, no one else was put in there. So I just had it to myself. It was great. Nice. Yeah. Where else did did you live at
0: school? I love knowing where people lived at my school. Where else did you live on like when you were there?
2: So I lived my first year there, I lived in South Campus. um, In one of those ones where it had like three rooms, there was like a double room a single room, a double room, and then we all shared a bathroom. Uh-huh. And I lived in the single room, so I, like, had my own room, which was great. Nice. And then the second year I lived off campus in this um, apartment in uh, Brookline, like, on St. Paul Street. Okay. And it was a really pretty street, but I shared a room with my friend there. And then I moved back on campus the uh, my junior year, and I got this basement apartment in South Campus, and it was a studio apartment. And I lived there for like two days, maybe three (laughs) days, like right before school started. Mm -hmm. And I came home one day, and there was just like shit that had exploded out of my bathroom all over because I was in the basement. So like basically everyone above me was oh like washing no. toilets, taking showers and just like all exploded into my apartment.
0: <laughs> no,
2: <laughs> I know it was, it was awful. It was horrifying. And so I called BU Facilities, which is where I used to work as a painter at BU Facilities. So I called BU <laughs> Facilities and I was like, yo like there is shit everywhere and they were like Maria is that you and I was like, yeah. and they were like what's going on girl and I was like please help me like <laughs> and so I got like she has my, an in like all my dudes from BU facilities came like the carpenters the plumbers <sighs> the makers, and they all like hooked me up and they and then I like called <laughs> campus housing and I was like I was being a real Karen I was like I need an apartment right now and it like needs to not have shit in it I mean I don't know if that's really Karen I mean, Uh, I know I I think anyone no
0: one no (laughs) one needs to live in an apartment that has a fucking like sewage explosion
2: they're like I have to (laughs) go to class (laughs) yeah they were (laughs) like we'll put you in another basement apartment and I was like absolutely not like Mm -mm. please god no and then they put me in Stuvie because there was like an open room so then I got to live in Stuvie you got to live there wow it was awesome
0: it's so funny because I was talking to my friend from school the other day and I forgot they were like it was such a it was such a cool Ellen it was like you know very modern like very glassed you know in like was it
1: like the newest dorm on campus?
0: Yeah. It, but it was like more like apartments not like a dorm really but I forgot there were single beds and <laughs> yeah the beds were small <laughs> and I said to my friend because I was like where'd you live again senior year she's like Stuvie remember I got that like sweet apartment with my friends and I was like she's like, but we had single beds. And I was like, you did? Like, I forgot. I lived off campus by the end. And, you know, I, it was, I, yeah, so I, had, I had a bigger bed. Had a bed. I had a big queen bed. I had a big girl bed. Yeah. I forgot. But I always went to Stuvie and I, I forgot. We'd hang out in the common areas though. Like I wouldn't be in someone's little room, I guess. I don't know.
2: Yeah. The rooms were pretty small. Yeah. And the thing that was annoying about living on campus like that, like in South Campus, you just go in and out of your building, but in Stuvie, You know, there's like a front desk. Everyone Mm -hmm. has to know your business. If you want to like guest, you have to sign them in.
0: It's like yeah, it's it's still like like, secure. Yeah, (laughs) so annoying. (laughs) So (laughs) annoying having that doorman and security. (laughs) Unlike me, I lived in like like, a fucking shitty ass place down on Com Ave, and did you live in Alston? I I lived in Austin like senior year. I was in Brookline one year. I was at I was at the atrium one year. That was a sick place. Do you remember the atrium? It was like for the atrium. Oh, that was a nice. That was the nicest apartment I had. Yeah, Brookline is really nice though too. I really like it. It was nice. Yeah, Yeah, I I did did too. too. All right, so you're at BU. You were. Queen of the BU facilities, who knew? Maybe you painted a dorm that I once (laughs) lived in. Maybe. And then, so you graduated, and then did you come straight to New York, or what was the plan? Um,
2: Pretty much. I think I stayed in Boston for, like, a month, because I was doing, like, a professional show that I had gotten, like, right out of school. Nice. I stayed there for, like, a month, and I worked at a restaurant. Um. at like this vegan restaurant in Cambridge, uh, Veggie Galaxy. And then, good name. Yeah, that place is really good. <laughs> <laughs> and then I left there like after a month and came to New York. And I worked. Oh, I forgot. So then I came to New York and I worked as a um, at like this summer camp, this theater summer camp for kids. Okay. As, like, a counselor. Um. So I like did that for a couple weeks. And did then, you like, like it?
0: No. <laughs> no. <laughs> did you go to camp or no
2: I went to like a day camp okay but I never went to like overnight camp this I see
0: awesome. Ellen laughing because I went to camp forever and it's all I talk about eight eight Especially summers I, it? I loved it I was a camper and then I went back as a counselor for two I was a 10-year overnight camper counselor wow. yeah see mm-hmm. because I had worked at this camp in high school
2: and then I went and worked at this camp and I was just like kids are impossible to get to do anything and I don't want to have to get them to do something because
0: what did you teach at this camp? The, well, the I was
2: just their counselor. So it was kind of like herding them around, um, oh, okay. like, trying to get them to go to their, see their musical theater class where they would learn lines and sing songs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Cause they would have like teachers come in and teach them that stuff. But just like, being around kids all day is exhausting. And like, I just, I don't like it.
0: (laughs) You'll like this. When I was a counselor, my first summer, I directed the, uh, the eight and nine year olds. Uh, it was an all girls camp and I directed the musical for them, which was 101 Dalmatians. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I was like, I'm a director. Like, I'm fucking, I'm cool. Yeah. And these girls came in and they were like, I've been studying with my voice coach for the entire year. My, Did you want this uh, audition in a British accent or American accent? And I was like oh, if they're taking it this seriously, I'm taking it. And of course, the girl who co- came, who coached the British accent, I was like, well, of course you get to be Cruella DeVille. Like, you are, you, you can do, do anything. <laughs> <laughs> you're a star. She was like, should I read for Cruella? I was like, by all means, you know? And these other girls who were like, what's acting? I was like, great, you're dog number four. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, these kids were five. So, like, they could hardly even read. If so yeah. Like, they
2: were impossible. <laughs> like, they didn't even know where their feet were like mm-hmm. they didn't know how to do a play
0: like <laughs> I also they put me on lights though for Annie which was like older girls and I was like lights what's that and they were like you know the lights for the show and I was like okay I'm being paid and I guess I'll do it <laughs> I even, they were like do you have a plan and I was like Sure and I knew the songs from Annie just picture me at a light board and I was like it's a hard knock life for us uh, 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 uh. and I was like doing it to the songs I'm like I'm killing this just, lighting just thing moving,
2: just manually moving <laughs> shit up and down like not even making a program
0: where you just press a
2: button like we were back nope. the <laughs> wedding like I
0: was like amazing. 18 hungover <laughs> I was like I got this Annie you the sun <laughs> will come out <laughs> just fading lights up and down <laughs> oh my god! You like, made it as hard as possible. For yourself. <laughs> I was like, they should probably keep me as a director. You know, I'm really good at working with people, not the lights. <laughs> I forgot I did that. <laughs> so dumb. Oh. All right. So you come to New York. Did you book Broadway right away, or like how you know, or was it Absolutely. like a few <laughs> a few weeks or something? You know, because we graduate from these schools and we're like, well. <laughs> everyone's going to hire me.
2: Well, I am special. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I actually did get a big Broadway audition. Like when I first came, hell yeah, but I didn't get it. And then I like uh. never really had a Broadway audition ever again. After that.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I auditioned strong. for a movie I really when I first wrong. Yeah. I auditioned for a movie when I first came and I was like, Pshh. This is easy. I mean, like if yeah. these keep coming in, I'm gonna get one. But.
2: Of course, yeah, and like I'm like so obviously they're gonna keep coming in. It was uh, it was for the Crucible when um, Saoirse Ronan was uh, what's her name was was she uh, Abby? Abigail? And they were and they were auditioning me as like her understudy, and oh. like w- and like one of the other crazy girl roles. Wow, I could see it. Should have uh,
0: gotten their loss.
2: Their total loss. I could have worked with (laughs)
0: Sasha. That's so cool. All right. So you moved here. Did you have a job when you came here? Were you like, hey, Urban Outfitters?
2: I had that like summer camp thing when I came here because my a friend of mine like hooked me up with it because they needed another teacher and then he like recommended me. And then when I and then after that ended because it was temporary, it was only like a couple weeks or a few weeks or something. um, Then I started like applying to restaurants. And catering jobs. So then I was like a cater waiter and I worked at a restaurant um, for like a very long time. I did what restaurant? Catering and restaurant waitressing.
0: What restaurant did you work at?
2: So I worked at like a few different ones okay. when I first got here. But then the one that I was at the longest was Peace Food Cafe in Union Square.
0: I know Peace Food Cafe. Good yeah. chickpea. What were they? The chickpea Pinky fries. Ah, oh, they were good. <laughs> Yeah. I worked time. in Union Square, too, at a restaurant for a very oh, long one, time. Which one did you do I, I was at BLT Fish. Okay. And it was in Union Square. And then BLT Prime was on 21st between, like, Park and Lex or whatever.
2: Was that one of the restaurants owned by the guy who owns, like, half the restaurants in New York? Um, Freddie Meyer or whatever his name was? Oh, no,
0: no, it wasn't. <laughs> oh, but okay. it was another <laughs> restaurant owner who had other places, like, up on, on the Upper West Side or whatever. It was, like, a... There were, like, five of the BLTs, Bistro Laurent Torundel. Oh. Uh, yes, not BLT bacon, lettuce, tomato, but a lot but of was people. was it fine dining? Like, did you have to wear, yeah. like, an apron and stuff? Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I, I was, yeah, I had to dress up. I wasn't a server. I was a maitre d' for most of it. I bartended for a while, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I love restaurant stories, especially in New York City. I mean, I'm it's sure funny. you met a billion crazies, at, you know. Oh, yes. <laughs> Sometimes I'd go to Peace Food Cafe, I'd use the bathroom, but I'd buy the chickpea fries. Like I remember, that's a specific food I remember.
2: <laughs> yeah, they're really good. That,
1: Are I mean, you I vegan? I
2: really love the food there. I am vegan. I've been vegan for a long time, but then I started eating. So I'm not vegan anymore because I started eating eggs like a year ago. A year ago?
0: 2020 yeah. got you. Um,
2: yeah. I, was really
1: like, like, fucking- I want
2: some freaking eggs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, if the world's ending, I gotta
0: eat, I gotta eat some eggs. Ellen's veg. Ellen's veg. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. And when we work together, I, I I eat meat, but I don't eat dairy. I can't eat cheese, so I always liked liked getting like vegan places, and so we always yeah. got like some good some good vegan stuff delivered to work.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's so many good substitutes for dairy stuff now. Like, I
0: know people are like, you can't eat real cheese. I'm like,
2: I forget
0: that I don't. Like, I don't
2: have to. Like, there's so many. I went to the store the other day. There was like a whole wall of vegan cheeses.
1: I was I like, know, this there's is crazy. So many options now. It's so incredible. many. There's just like. Like, every day there's a new option. The other day I found, like, a fake pepperoni that was from Italy in, like, a green grocer's near my apartment. And like, yeah, weird.
2: This is amazing. I love seeing that. It just gives me hope. and makes me feel happy.
0: One of my delivery pizza places, like, when you order a pizza, like, you can specify which vegan cheese you want. Like, do oh, you want nice. – I say Daya, but some people say Daya, but – and it was like, do you want bio life? Do you want diet? And I was like, oh, you can choose now. Wow, yeah, that's that's new. Fancy, yeah. That that must be a pandemic thing. They're like, no one, you know, people need their options at this point. Yeah. <laughs> so, did you have a favorite job in in the restaurant world? Was that your best one, the Peace Food Cafe one?
2: Yeah, probably. I didn't. I didn't really like catering because it was just really long hours, and and you were always like catering these really fancy parties for like these awful people and, and just like honestly just like <laughs> witnessing the wage disparity between the caterers who are who you know we're all talking about our lives and like how much everyone's struggling like compared to like who we're serving was like it, it was like maddening like yeah I, yeah I had a hard time with that it was yeah. kind of frustrating and also it was just like really hard work and you're on your feet like all day I mean you know and it's just like exhausting
0: it's different the restaurant though, you have downtime sometimes, you know, unless you're I guess in Times Square, or something crazy. But like yeah, yeah, I can't imagine because catering, it's like, nope, you're here for this amount of time because there's an event for this amount of time. Mm-hmm.
2: Like <laughs> Yeah, like you're here for fourteen hours. First you pass out the canapes. then you have to like change <gasps> the to the dinner silverware and then put out this and then bring out drinks and like it never ends, and then you have to take it on all the tables. Yeah, it's horrible. Oh yeah, my no. God. Waitressing was like I think peace food was my favorite place.
0: Yeah. That I worked as a waitress. Yeah. What made you quit? When were you like done with restaurants?
2: I, you know, was done basically when I started, but (laughs) I stayed for three years because, you know, Uh,
0: three years doesn't seem like I did seven. That's a long ass time. Yeah. I know. Saying it out loud hurt. That That is a
2: long time. That's a really (laughs) long time. Uh, Yeah. I was like getting really sick of it and just like really sad when I was there like because you're just like going to the same place over and over again and I think the reason I left was because I got because I was doing my efficient job but it like wasn't consistent enough you know Hmm. to like make enough money and then um and then I, uh, I think it was when I, I, like, booked this, like, writing, this, like, comedy writing job for, for like, this uh, game show on an app, like, HQ, but, like, off-brand HQ. You know? Oh, no way. <laughs> yeah. Who? It's Tell called, us. Uh, it's called Mezu. And I, I, I don't know what's up mm-hmm. with the app now, but I worked them for them for, like, a year. And we basically made, like, a game show for people to, like, make money on the app. And it was just, like, a money transfer app, like Venmo. And so I, like, made content for them. And I think that's when I left the restaurant.
0: Nice. Did you host for them, too? Were you on camera as well?
2: I did do some on-camera stuff. Like, sometimes I, we had, like, a designated host. But sometimes I would, like, play characters and stuff. Fun. Yeah, it was That's fun.
0: I know. Once you book that comedy like writing job, you're like, "Fuck, I don't need a fucking restaurant anymore." Yeah, like I can't <laughs> go back, right? Did you ever have any like lulls, though? Any like periods of unemployment where you were like, "What am I doing with my life?" Oh yeah, um, <laughs> I became a temp like in those moments
2: when like I didn't really have anything.
0: And, when all else fails, become a temp. Yes. Oh,
2: God. But I was like, why haven't I been a temp like the whole time? This is like, the best. Like, I would just be a receptionist and just like sit on my ass all day, like at the front desk and just like press a button to let people in the building and then just like ask them what they wanted. And then I would call that person and be like, hey, this person's here. It's so easy. And then you just sit and like you write jokes all day. It was the mm-hmm. best.
0: I know. I got a lot of writing done at, at those kinds of jobs. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I, like, I mean, they don't pay as much, but, like, it was way better than waitressing. I I was, like, I will take the giant pay cut just to, like, (laughs) sit on my ass. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Okay, so here's my question. The Cuomo videos, we got to get into this a little bit. What Were you just, like, inspired by his own art, or how did this even come about? By the way, can I just say one thing, and no disrespect to um, Sarah... Cooper, but my boyfriend is a fan of your video. He goes, oh, yeah. He goes, Maria, she did the funnier ones. Because <laughs> like he, he was like, you put in the production value. He really appreciated, you know, your green screen work and your characters. So... That no, you know, so no nice disrespect to, to her, but I was just like, that's how he knew. I was like, you know, Maria's video. He's like, oh yeah, she does the funnier ones. I was like, okay. He's like, oh yeah, the short films with um, <laughs> the high production value.
2: So, yeah, oh, that is so nice to hear. Tell him thank you. Yeah, no, so we love them. Of, like blood, sweat, and tears
0: into those videos. I <laughs> loved them. So long um,
2: to make. Um, I know. So I do a lot them.
0: of videos in my apartment, and they're fucking long ass shoot days. We yeah, recreated you know the Titanic is, in is. our tub. That was a, that could have broken us for sure. <laughs> it was split you up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was a nightmare.
2: Um, yeah, it was, um, what was the question again? <laughs> how did you get into it?
0: What the fuck? Oh, how did okay. that start?
2: <laughs> yes. Good question. Um, so I was, um, it was like, you know, the beginning of the pandemic and I didn't have a TV, so I couldn't really watch his briefings at first or like I didn't really know about them. My roommate had his had a TV in her room and she would like watch his briefing sometimes. And one time it was when I think it was when like both the Cuomo's were on, like the, his him and his brother were talking. Mm-hmm. And she said, Maria, you have to come in here and like see how hot Andrew Cuomo is there, Chris Cuomo. She was saying one of Chris, them is hot. And that Chris had, is hotter. Probably like, Chris. And, and, so, and she's going to come see how hot he is. And I was like, okay. So then it, like, I went there. it all started with my roommate saying someone was hot. Um, not to be a typical stereotype, but that's okay. <laughs> um, anyway, so then I walked in there and I was like, oh yeah, he is hot. And then I was like, oh, this is, like, good information they're giving us about the pandemic. (laughs) Like, I don't know. We could get this kind of info here in New York City. And then I started watching his briefings, you know, just, like, on YouTube when they would come out or, like, when they would stream them live or whatever, just to, like, be updated on the info, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, then there was the, the briefing where he was just, like, talking about his daughter's boyfriend and he just kept going, like, on and on. And I was like, "Is no, does no one think this is weird? Like, is any is, like, anyone from the press going to even, like, mention this or ask him about it? Like, right. no one asked him about it. It was like, <laughs> what? And uh, he just, like, went on and on. And I was like, is she there? Is she, like, in the room? Is she there? Is the boyfriend in the room? And I just, like, wanted to know, like, what was going on. It was really funny. And I just, like, I, I just have, like, this kind of affection for him when I first saw him I had this kind of like affection for him as like this Italian dad because I just like know that character so much in my life and I have a lot of like older Italian men in my life I have a lot of uncles and stuff Mm -hmm. and so uh yeah I was just like this is so funny this is so Italian like I could do this so well and I wanted to write like a parody of it or something but it was already so perfect and then I had seen sarah doing Mm -hmm. the lip syncs and i was like oh this is interesting i was like this is really funny and i saw like a lot of people doing lip syncs on tiktok yeah i was like because i was making you know videos before of like characters and stuff and then i was like i don't know maybe i'll just try this i've never done it it might be like fun i love
0: lip syncing too it's a skill and it's fun and when you nail it you're so proud of yourself because you're like it's someone else's words that i did and yeah and you did it so well
2: it takes like a lot of time to, and um, to like get it perfect, you know, but it was, um, yeah. So then I just was like, well, I'm going to try to lip sync it. And then I just kind of like pulled from my personal experience of what I know about like a bumbling Italian dad that keeps rambling on. And then I just made that video and I had fun with it, and then people liked that one, so then I just kept making them because he had so much material to work with. So much. He really just kept talking about his personal life.
0: But I love that you built on it. You got costumes involved. You played the daughters. You really, like, built these out to be, like, I didn't watch any of the briefings, but I would watch your videos. (laughs) Thank you. I was like, <laughs> I'm getting entertained and I'm learning about the pandemic, but mostly about his daughters or whatever he was talking about that day. Yeah. <laughs> Ellen, did you see these videos? They're oh, so yeah, silly. They I loved <laughs> them. But here's <laughs> my question. I can't believe. So you kind of, you went viral. We'll call it viral, right? They blew up. I can't believe none of these people you were marrying were like, you're the Cuomo girl. <laughs> yeah, literally
2: no one. <laughs> so I, I guess, guess they're not on Twitter.
1: wig. <gasps> yeah, wearing- but I wasn't wearing a like, wig. She wasn't
2: pull my hair back like in wow. a low ponytail. So wow, you like, don't even short. need a wig. Yeah, I didn't want to wear a wig because wigs are uncomfortable, and I was like, I don't have to.
0: And you're like, I'm going to be doing these every day. She just like, like- can, yeah, <laughs> suspend their disbelief. Right? Did you ever encounter him? Like, has has he reached out to you? Have you connected? Yeah. So, like, I think it was um
2: Memorial Day weekend. When is that? exactly may june may may
0: may yeah yeah so (laughs) watch us all be wrong september i really forget
2: i I think (laughs) i think september is labor day but i always get them it is it is so yeah it was memorial day weekend i got like a dm from his uh secretary melissa de rosa who's like at all of his briefings with him and she was like hey maria can i have your phone number and i was like sure and then she called me like two seconds (laughs) you're so cool yeah, and then she was like, hey, um, do you have a minute to talk to the governor? And I was like, what? <laughs> and I thought I was going to be in trouble. Like, And then he got you're on and he like, Missy. yeah, and then he like definitely like busted my balls when he first got on. He was like, Bria, you better stop making fun of me. And I was like, oh, no. And then he was like, no, I'm just kidding. And then he just like said really nice things to me and was like, "I'm, you know, you're doing like a really good public service to people by making them laugh during this time. And like, my daughters love your videos. Like they're always like, Oh, there's a new Maria Dakota. So then they watch and they all make fun of me and laugh at me. And,
0: like, <laughs> Oh, I love that. Everyone. That's so really
2: cool. Yeah. It like made it, it just like made my week. It was so sweet. Yeah. That's cool. Really
0: you were also very smart about it though. Cause I know you were putting an action in all of your videos. You were like, watch my comedy, but also do something good. Like people are like, you were very humble about it. You're like, I realize, you know, these are funny and I'm making jokes and I'm dressing up, but like people are fucking starving and dying and hurting out there. And I thought it was very cool that you like, you snuck it in. You were like, I'm aware of <laughs> what's going on yeah, or not I snuck it in. Like, you, you put it out there. You use your platform for good. That's what I, I was trying to say.
2: Yeah, I tried. I mean, like, I feel like whenever I would post that stuff just, like, on its own, like, it wouldn't get as much attention, you know? Of course like, not. Hey, like, here's this GoFundMe or whatever. Like, no one really pays attention to it. Everybody paid attention to the Cuomo video. So, it was like, maybe if I just, like, post it with the video. Yeah. Like, more mm-hmm. people will pay attention to it. Oh, yeah.
0: It. That algorithm hates... Anything helpful, they productive. It's yeah. <laughs> they hate charity. <laughs> the algorithm. They you know what else they hate? They hate podcast promos. They hate if you have a comedy show to promote. Comedy shows just get buried and buried. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, it's it's engagements and you know, <laughs> random funny weird videos. That's, that's it. it means- Memes, yeah. Bernie sitting, you know, with his hands Bernie crossed. Bernie memes, yeah. Bernie memes. Hey, but he used his platform for good, right? He raised millions of dollars with that fucking image. Exactly. That's so cool. He was like, everyone loves my
2: mittens. Now buy me in my mittens on a sweatshirt. I wanted I love to buy it. one.
0: They were sold out. <laughs> I was like, so. No. Before we end this, we got to end this, but I'm having so much fun talking. I feel like this This is is how I make friends in the pandemic. (laughs) This is literally (laughs) it. Right, Ellen? We've met so many cool people, and I'm like, great. uh, I'll FaceTime you tomorrow. Um, Do you have a dream job when we get out of all this shit? Is there, like, a job you're like, this is it. This is the job I want. And it can be as basic as I want my own movie, TV show. I don't know.
2: Yeah. I was going to say my dream job is. To like have my own show that I write for and act in—that would be like my dream.
0: Perfect, a scripted show. I'm getting specific. Yeah,
2: scripted, scripted show. Yeah,
0: HBO Max. Perfect with our dreams absolutely yeah. yeah you're like i'll be open to hulu hbo max only right now <laughs> yes scripted are on my list <laughs> dark comedy <laughs> I, see. I see right specifically Something. dark comedy yeah that's you're so you're like dead on <laughs> <laughs> thank you maybe i should go into casting maybe i should be an agent mm-hmm. no i'd lose my mind i think i'd lose it <laughs> Oh my god. It's funny. I had a question. Uh, one of my questions I ever done if you could have dinner with Cuomo, what would you ask him? But I feel like you got you got that chance. You had you had your phone call. Has he yeah. he hasn't invited you over for like a, you know, Italian dinner like spaghetti Sundays or whatever the fuck yet?
2: He hasn't invited invited me over to dinner, but he did uh, he, his like people reached out to me to perform at his like birthday fundraiser for his campaign online. So I like did that. Online. What?
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. Did you get to just do stand up and like be it or wasn't, did you they like wanted
2: me to do a video him. that would play like that I made beforehand and then mm. played, and then I just kind of like spoke a little bit about the governor. And like that's what all the other like guests did. They kind of just like came on and like said some words about him or interviewed him. So. That's so cool.
0: Yeah, it was. It was really cool. I love that. Oh, that's so fun. All right. Well, where can everybody find you and see these amazing videos? Because now that we've talked about them, you know, they're going to go watch them all. So, so, um, yeah, all my
2: social media is just my first and last name, Maria Dakotas, And it's, it'll, be written somewhere that you can spell it because <laughs> I know you don't know how to spell it, but, uh, yeah, it's just
0: easy. My first and last name. Easy. easy. Very easy. And a- anything you want to plug anything right now or just find you. Yeah, I'm not really, you know, I'm doing
2: much. Uh, <laughs> Girl, find, me <laughs> Yeah, I'm just like, you know, I put videos out every once in a while. So you can just find me on social. I'll put some videos out if you want to check out my vids.
0: Girl, go check out her biz Yeah, same um, Cool, well you know where to find us At Unemployed Podcast On Twitter, on Instagram Make sure you rate, review, subscribe Hire me, call me, love it uh, Watch watch, and listen to the other episodes Find this episode if you want to watch uh, Maria has a beautiful red lip If you want to see it, go on Patreon.com You can see this whole video We put them up there um, And that is it, that is the episode See you next time Goodbye Right now, I just want to take a moment to thank everybody who has supported our Patreon. This is your shout-out right here from me. Tons of love, and if you haven't checked out our Patreon, all of our videos go up there. Sometimes I just write fun things because I feel like it, and it's just a really nice way to support us at Unemployed and, you know, so we can keep this thing going. We do it for nothing. We do it for fun. We do it for you to listen to. So definitely check out the Patreon. And right now, huge shout-out to our patrons, Bill Horton, Chi of Steele, Danielle McCartney, Lori Jackson, Jeannie Logan, we got Joe Galati, Chris Arneson, Jordan Lucero, Oscar Yuen, Ken Levin, and Vic Terry. Thank you so much. You have no idea how much it means to us, and I appreciate you, and I see you, and
1: I love you.